Why do we play it wrong? Because it's more fun that way. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcasts about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. And whoa, welcome to episode three of Playing It Wrong. It's season four, and we're trying to do some new audio tricks here, and hopefully they're going to work out. So what's going on big time this week in gaming for me? Well, the title says it all. The Blight campaign started. I'm going to be using the Levy and some of the other published modules, but I'm kind of more like using them for plot ideas and with the NPCs and letting things fall where they may. So we started out, like I said, part one of the Levy, and if you know that, I'm not going to try to do any spoilers, but let's give a little quick rundown of the characters. We have Connor Scion, the human knight. He's a bit of a country bumpkin. He's never been to the big city. And he is both, well, he's pretty much shocked and, well, nauseated by the whole place. Next up, we've got Frederick, the were-rat druid. Yeah, he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, but he doesn't know it yet. Things are going to get dicey in the next session when, well, were-rats start getting a little angsty. And, well, he's going to have more problems than he probably bargained for. Next up, we've got Xander, the Kenku Thief, cleric of the Sister of Shadows. Um, Sister Shadows, not Sister of Shadows. Sorry about that. Uh, well, yeah, he is the, uh, well, the heart of the city. He kind of knows what's going on, and he's doing his best to guide the, uh, the country bunkins around. And finally, we have Silas Kane, the Azimir Assassin. Liberation there. Um, don't have too much background on the character. The player hasn't done that much yet, but he's going to get pulled into some stuff that he is going to find totally freaky, but that's what the Blight's all about. Totally, totally freaky. And speaking of Fraud God Games, guess what? I got the email, Bill Webb's Decks of of Dirty Tricks. My copies from Indiegogo are in the mail, and I should be getting them next week, which I will be using in the campaign, and there will probably be a little video interview, little video review of that coming up in the near future. Yay! It's time for the news. So, what news would I be talking about? Well, let's see. Apparently, there's some sort of kerfuffle about once again, about the OSR and licensings and OGL and everything else. I guess it's got to do around Swihander and Daniel Fox and them. And, yeah, it's going on. I I might have thoughts on it. Maybe that's going to be next episode. But you know what? I'm going to center on this episode on the fun and the cool and the, well, kind of new stuff that's coming up that I'm kind of excited about. Right, first of all... James Bond has that big Kickstarter going out. It's doing well. He's already met his goals for Hero's Journey 2nd Edition. I've got the PDF somewhere. It's cool, and it's looks like it's going to be a good take on your standard fantasy-type world with easy-to-use rules that are going to be... Uh, it's going to have its own rules, but it's still going to have some old-school stuff. But it looks it looks good. He puts out good stuff like White Star and all the other stuff that he's put out, especially for White Box. And uh, what was that, the one that I got him? The uh, Untold Adventures Minimalist Fantasy Role-Playing. That is a wonderful little book here. And like I said, all the stuff he did for White Box and White Star 
and a bunch of other stuff that he's done. So um, there's going to be links to that Kickstarter in the show notes. So go ahead and check that out. So what else has got me excited? Well, that's what. The 14th, January the 14th starts Ain't Slayed Nobody. It's a new podcast that's coming out. It's an actual play podcast. They're doing uh, roughly Down Darker Trails, which is the Old West Call of Cthulhu. I'm... I got nothing on this one other than seeing the previews, and I'll probably start listening to it. But that being said, because I just started The Blight, and if you've been listening to the podcast and or reading the blog for long enough, you know me. And what happens, what's the first thing I do when I start a new campaign? I start thinking about the next one. Which puts me into the thing of, yeah, you know what I've been thinking about? Next game, maybe something not D20-based. So I'm a little excited about the OGL prospect for basic role-playing for Cassium. And yes, I'm leaning towards Chaosium. But yeah, one of the thoughts I really wanted to do was something along the lines of Down Darker Trails. Or perhaps hacking together a Pirates vs. Cthulhu type thing. Both of those would be think would be fun. I haven't talked to the players about it. But it's the thought that's banging around in the back of my head of something fun to do, something different. And um, as I said a few times online, well, I just said it on one time, um, as far as the Chaosium stuff goes, I've played the latest edition, I think it's what, seventh of Call of Cthulhu. And I don't like it as much as I do the old editions. I got my old second edition book. Now, there's some minor... Okay, the big thing that bugs me about seventh edition is I don't need a freaking flow chart to figure out if I'm dead or not. Old was, here at zero, you're dead. Okay, easy. No flowchart. That's the most annoying thing. And if you're going to go back and look at my review of the RuneQuest book, well, it's pretty, but my second edition RuneQuest book is like a quarter of the length, but has four, twice as much of gameable content that I can use rather than pages and pages and pages and pages of fluff. So... That's what I'm thinking about. I've got to talk to the players. I don't know. Maybe I'll just take a break from the GM chair. Nah. It's too much fun. I enjoy it. So what else is going on? Oh, yes, yes, of course. And I finally issued, released this last week issue number two of the Gazebo Gazette on DriveThruRPG. Just search for Magic Pig Media. And there I be. And I know it's been a long time, but my goal this year is to put out quarterly issues of this. It's a little Swords of Wizardry fanzine. A lot of the material starts off in the blog as, well, ideas and very, very rough drafts. The more finalized versions end up in the Gazebo Gazette. If you are a patron of the The Miami Gazebo's patron, you get copies of that for free, and you'll get other neat deals as things come out. And speaking of what's next, I'm still trying to figure out what the next project is. I've got this long list, and I'm not sure which way to jump. That's one of my to-do things this week. Figure out what to do next. Yes, I just applauded myself. Did you hear that on the mic? I applauded myself. Shameless self-promotion. Give myself a hand. Oh, on the food front, in case anyone cares. Yeah, hang around. Made pastrami this weekend. Yeah. I actually started last weekend with brining it and doing all the wonderful things to it. This weekend smoked it. And next weekend or sometime soon, there's going to be some awesome Rubens in my future. Yes. Really, Rubens are the god of the sandwich world. Wow, this episode is just plain and simple zipping by. I thought I'd had more to rant about. But anyway, um, I guess you know what time it is, folks. Tomes of ancient forbidden knowledge. 
Uh, yes, it's time for that episode, that section of the episodes. It's going to be fun this time. I hope it was boring last time. So it's let's read from original D&D and see what pops up in my mind as I'm reading because, I don't know, maybe maybe I was just... Hey, actually, no, it was pretty freaking boring. Um, and where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, we're still in miscellaneous magic. We're on page 54. And so far, these have been pretty much a lot of items that have become standard, what considered standard arconic items that really weren't in the original three books, but they came out in some of the very early books. And like I said, we're on supplement one. And I'm going to bounce around here as long as it, if it comes up with, uh, looks interesting, I'm going to mention it. If not, I'm just going to go right on past to keep this thing interesting. Uh, let's see, Trident of Warning. A trident which allows its possessor to know the location, depth, type, and number of hostile or hungry sea creatures. The shark wants to eat you. Yeah, think. Um, trident of Submission. Okay, I don't know what this is, but the name of it's kind of weird. When any creature is struck with this weapon, it must save versus magic or surrender to the wielder. That's pretty freaking powerful. Trident of Yearning. Now, I'm not going to read this yet, but is it if you hit them, they want to make baby monsters with you? Let's see. When this trident is picked up by its holder, immediately conceives an unquenchable longing to immerse themselves in a great depth of water as possible. He cannot lose his hold on this trident without dispel magic spell. The item cannot be recognized until gripped firmly. Oh, you drown. Um, eyes of Charming. Yeah. Um, eyes of Purification. Gem of Brightness. Um... Uh, what does this do? Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, if looked into the stone, reduces the looker's hit. There's a typo there. It doesn't make the probabilities by 20%, 1 to 4 permanently. Alcurcerous wound spell remove this blindness. Darkness spell will negate the gem's effectiveness. Continual darkness, blah, blah, blah. Jewels of attacks upon the owner. Any person possessing this gem brings double the chances of monsters, and if a monster comes, it has a 50% greater probability of pursuit. Braces of defense, defenselessness, rope of entanglement, rope of climbing, rope of consecration, these are boring, 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 nothing really. Dust of sneezing and choking, also called pepper. Um, it, you, you sneeze, but you sneeze so bad that you have to save versus poison or you die. That's some... That is some Carolina ghost peppers. I am just... It, savers poison. Talisman of lawfulness. Um, cause any patriarch to have the ability to sink an evil... Okay, this is a little... Talisman of lawfulness. This small silver device will cause any patriarch to have the ability to sink an evil high priest to the center of the earth forever. It's got seven charges. If an evil cleric touches, it will deliver five to fifty points of damage. And any person who touches a talisman of lawfulness other than lawful clerics take 5 to 30 points of damage. Of course, you've got the opposite of the talisman of chaos supreme. That's going to be my new... That's going to be my new... My, my new online handle, chaos supreme talisman sphere... Saw of mining, cutting, matic of titans, spade of colossal excavations. Let's face it, you got those things... You didn't use them that much, because, like, generally your ventures are not into public works projects. Uh, wings of flying, cubes of force. Okay, portable hole. Very handy. I would say one thing back on the, when we were running Labyrinth Lord, and they were in the Tomb of Horrors. Um, one of the characters died. They put the body in a portable hole. They hit the trap where they get teleported back without their gear. 
Well, we can always go back and raise the... Oh, we can't take his body back to town because it's in the portable hole and that's someplace buried deep in the dungeon. Ha ha ha. They just said, screw it and let's go there. Sphere... Sphere... <coughs> Excuse me, Sphere of Annihilation. Yeah, we know about that. Chimes of opening, lyre building, figurines of an ebony fly, blah, 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 blah. These are really, I mean, none of these really kind of change. Ah, wait, hey, hang on. Robe of blending. This has got to be a good one. Uh, robe of blending. The garment is almost perfect camouflage device. Four, the wearer matches his surroundings when robe. I thought it was if they put it on, these blades came out, and they just, like, pureed them. I think that was in a dungeon. Could have been a Grimtooth thing. I don't know. Robe of blending. Robe of blade cuisinart. Robe of eyes, man, then they got the manuals and the books that all gave you boosts and things. Those never really changed. And of course, the infamous deck of many things. Let's, this should be interesting because let's, let's look at what the deck of many things really was back in the day. <coughs> Excuse me. In case you weren't in Texas, the cedar has been hellacious. All right. And let's see. Ace of hearts immediately gained 50,000 experience points. Yay. Gain a miscellaneous magic item from the table of your choice. So, basically, gain an item. That was King of Hearts. Queen of Hearts, gain one to three wishes to be taken when you like. I would say that. Now, I did the first time I ranked uh, Tomb of Horrors. The party had had a deck of many things, and the dumbass paladin had actually drawn that card. And that player has got the award for the dumbest thing ever said in a game, and it's been since... AD&D, so it's been a few decades. No one has beaten that record because they were standing basically naked outside a Tomb of Horrors without their gear. And he literally wished for all their shit back. That's right. And, oh yeah, I did it. You get a superhero help. Yay. Maybe Spider-Man. Who knows? No, he's got a shield, so it's going to be Captain America. Okay, Ace of Diamonds. Immediately gain a map. Uh, King of Diamonds. Jewelry. Scroll spells. Add a point to ability score. Let's go to the bad ones. Lose an experience level. Yeah, guy attacks you. Dead. Queen of Spades, that's what it is. Dead, no saving throw. But roll 3d6 in order. Again, start over. Uh, fifth level monster, change alignment. Lose your most prized magic item. Turn to stone, no saving throw. Lose one point of your prime requisite. Gain 25 experience points immediately, or select two additional cards. See, it didn't have the void and thing, the, the dungeon and things like that, but, you know, like the, and you're dead. Don't fuck with the cards. All right, after each draw, the cards, blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to kind of really get through that section on this episode because, let's face it, it was so damn boring at the end there, and I'm sorry about that because most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff really didn't change that much as opposed to later editions, just only slight changes. I mean, like, a shovel that makes you dig faster is still a shovel that makes you dig faster. Handy magic item, but it's still a frickin' shovel. But the last few pages of this is where it gets interesting. And that will be handled next episode, folks. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Hey, you got questions, comments, or anything else? You can leave a message on Anchor. Or you can just send an email at magicpigmedia.com. I am screwing up these things left and right on this episode. I'm sorry. Or there's even a contact form on the blog over at theymightbegazebos.blog. This time I spelled it right. I bought the new domain. Hey, you like this episode? You like the stuff on the blog? You have too much money on your hands? Then go ahead. Visit the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash theymightbegazebos. 
And of course, there's a Facebook page, which you can like. And we've just started a YouTube channel, which only has a couple of videos on it, but more is coming. My goal is to do one video a month. That's my goal. Anyway, with that, I would like to say thank you for listening. Roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. And the evidence on having fun, folks. All right, thanks for listening.